the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee you that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Bible tells all of us who are part of the body of Christ to be imitators of Christ. One of the many reasons why we're told to be imitators of Him is because Jesus is the head of the church. The head leads and guides the body in the direction that it should go. The body is supposed to follow the leading and direction of the head. God designed the body of Christ to operate the same way. We Christians who are the body of Christ are supposed to do the same thing that our head, Jesus Christ, does. We're to follow the lead of our head, Jesus, and do whatever our head, Jesus, communicates to us, his body, that we should do. Whatever our head, Jesus, does, we're supposed to follow his lead and do too. Whatever the head, Jesus, doesn't do, we're supposed to follow his lead and not do that too. God wants us to be imitators of Christ so we can live the kind of life that he desires all of us to live. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got a Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live. A word that's going to aid you and assist you in stepping into the fullness of what God has in store for you as you're doing exactly what it is that he wants you to do. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being Imitators of Christ. Because that's God's desire for me and you. He wants us to be imitators of Christ and live this thing out like he wants us to do. I'm talking about the one that shed his blood for me and you. I'm talking the one that allowed himself to be nailed upon a cross for me and you. I'm talking about the one that successfully took away sin for me and you. Well, he wants us to do something after he did all he do. What he's asking us to do is to be imitators of him. That's what we're going to do. We're going to read the foundational text of the teaching. Then we're going to move forward into today's stuff, which is going to bless you show enough if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to your day. And if not, well, praise God, it's always good to see you in church. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5, we'll start reading in verse 1. It reads like this. It says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But for an occasion and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become of saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but, sh- but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. 
Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and fruit and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all these things are reproved that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. He's talking to his children. He says, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, because God's children can walk as fools. I'm not talking to none of y'all, though. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't the ones I'm talking about. I'm just talking about God's children. God's saying his children can walk as fools. We already learned that a biblical definition of fool is a person that says in his heart that there is no God. But we know it also tr- passes on to a person who conducts themselves like there is no God. Whereas we make decisions as though there is no God. When we know that there's a God, I mean, we got God in us. We live in our God. It's in him that we live and move and have our very being. We know there's a God. We love God. We cry. We shout. We run all about because of God. But God's telling his children at this time, stop acting like fools and be wise. Why? Because the days are evil. You know, these are some evil days out here. I don't know if you know it or not. Praise God. These days are eviler and eviler and getting eviler and eviler by the moment. Praise God. It really is. Praise God. Whereas even when societies, you know, vote that certain things should not be, we have one man or one woman that can be on a, a, a judge that can override what everybody else has said and pray and, and then begin to start saying it's OK to do things that God said it ain't OK to do. That says it's OK for people to be able to do things all outside of what God said. do. It's getting dark out here, y'all. It's, in fact, the reason why it's getting so dark is because light ain't doing what it's supposed to do. Because dark, by definition, is an absence of light, which means that if light was standing up being what light's supposed to do, then we wouldn't even have to fight because darkness would never be around me and you. It wouldn't even be a struggle if we just do what God says do. But the reason why darkness is keep moving forward is because light ain't doing what it's supposed to do. That's why God's talking to his church right now. And he's telling his church, wake up. Quit living the American dream and come on, live out what I died for you to live out. Because a lot of us are still tasting a dollar while people are still around the world hollering because God ain't in their life like they're supposed to. And the reason why is because we ain't doing what we're supposed to. God's talking to his church right now and telling his church, wake up because we sleep. Some of us sleeping in a nightmare. Praise God. Hallelujah. But whether it's a nightmare, whether it's a wonderful dream, we need to wake up and let this thing out like God has in store for me and you and walk as children of life like God made me and you. God made us children of light in such a way as we're supposed to be able to walk around and be able to live out this thing, to be able to illuminate to other people what it's like to be able to have God in their lives, to illuminate to other people that God really is, to illuminate people what God is really all about because they saw what we about because we're living this thing out like we're supposed to as imitators of Christ like we are too. Because if we don't do what we do, then darkness is going to continue to move forward like it do. 
But I'm telling you, it ain't going to take but a moment or two if we just stand up and do what we're supposed to do, live like we're supposed to live, live the life that God gave us to live, that all this foolishness is going to come to an end, and then the people are going to be blessed to no end. I'm excited about it. Praise God. But God told us what he needs us to do. He says he wants us to be followers of him. We found out already that that word followers means imitators because we're supposed to imitate the Lord, which means we're supposed to act and conduct ourselves and be in action and behave just like he did too. And Jesus came as our example to be able to show us what to do. Jesus Christ came to reconcile us to the Father. Praise God. And didn't he, didn't he, didn't he do a good job at it? Praise God. Because if any man be in Christ, I got anybody in Christ, then he is a new creature. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new and all things are of God. Because God was in Christ reconciling man unto himself. And he has reconciled us back to God. We are now in God. We plug back in with God. We, we, we right with God now. But now God is trying to reconcile our lives. Because although he reconciled us to God, our lives are still not reconciled with God. Because we're supposed to be living out the life that Adam lived out when Ad, before Adam gave up what it is that he gave up. Adam was living a life that was blessed beyond your wildest comprehension. So blessed that only the Bible can mention about how awesome of a life that he lived. One without problems, one with all these difficulties, one without disgrace or anything else. Because he was living it out like he's supposed to. Well, 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 he gave it up. And as a result of that, sin entered into the world. But thank God for the second Adam, Jesus, who came in and reconciled man back to himself. But now he's trying to restore us back to the life that we were supposed to have and the life that we were supposed to live at that time, too. Because although many of us have been reconciled to God in terms of our person, we have not been reconciled unto God in relationship to our life. We're not living out the life that God wanted us to live out. And think about it. Somebody bled and died for us to be able to live it out. Somebody gave up their life for us to live it out. You would think that we would do everything that we can to be able to live it out. Well, God told us what I need to do to live it out. He says, I need you to be able to mimic me. That's what imitate also means, to mimic me, to copy me in action, copy me in speech. Because remember, the original man was created in the image and likeness of God. Image meant resemblance. Likeness means mannerism, mode of mannerism, which means he conducted himself like God. Well, we're supposed to operate in the mannerisms of the Lord also. We're supposed to operate the way he does, talk like he does. And he came as our example to see how he does. He said, I don't do anything other than what I see my father do. And I don't say anything other than what I see my father say. Hear my father say. Well, that's what we're supposed to do each and every day, which means if our father don't say it, we ain't got no business saying it. If our father don't do it, we ain't got no business doing it. It's a real simple complex. It's a real simple proposition. In fact, Satan tries to make it complex, but it's not complex. Just do what we see our father do and walk as dear children, beloved children, and live this thing out like he did too. We found out Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren, and he got many brethren too. I don't know what number you are, but I'm one of the brothers and you are too. And so since we got born again, we're supposed to now live this thing out like our new daddy and be able to conduct ourselves like our new daddy, not our old daddy. That's why we found out that the ultimate aim of the Christian life is to display Christ likeness. Ultimate aim of our life is not to get some money and get us a honey and be able to live this thing out like we're supposed to do. That's not the ultimate aim. That could be one of the things you do, but that ain't the ultimate aim. The ultimate aim is not to get a sweet new car and then drive far and then send some selfies back to everybody about what you was doing. No, that's not the ultimate aim in life. That's not what God has in store for your life. It's not for you to collect enough degrees that you could be able to fill up a whole thermometer. Praise God. 
but yet at the same time act like an educated fool and not do what God wants you to do. That's not what God planned for our lives. What God planned for our lives is for us to live out the life that he gave out and us to be able to live this thing out like he wants us to do so that we can have the wonderful life, the sweet, sweet life that only God can give to me and you. But in order to do that, we got to begin to start operating like he wants us to do. Because those of us who are born again, praise God, are people who are headed in the destination that God has in store for me and you. We're following after godliness. We're living out godliness and trying to live this thing out like God-like, like he wants us to do. We're denying all ungodliness. We're living godly in this world. In fact, we found out back in the, when, when you look at the original church, we found out that they identified each other as holy brethren, which means that's what we're supposed to be too, is holy brethren. It's not deep to me. We got a holy God, lives in a holy city, gave us a holy Bible. He got holy angels flying all around him. Praise God. And then you look at his people and they supposed to be holy too. But the only problem is something ain't right about this picture. And that, that which isn't right is us. But that's all right because the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you to be able to help you to be the people that you're supposed to be so we can live this thing out like he intends for you and me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, we found out the devil don't like that. Praise God. Because if you ever do this thing like you're supposed to, then there's going to be many, many, many people that's going to get saved because of you. And so he don't want that to happen. He wants you to live like the world so that they can't tell the difference between them and you so that then they can be, think that they're okay right where they are doing what they do. But God said, oh, no, I'm about to raise up some people. I'm about to wake up some people so that I can be able to get them to live this thing out like they're supposed to. We found out one of the last times we got together, we found out Satan's goal is to get the people of God to be able to call that which is evil, good, and good, evil. Because if he can get them to call evil, good, and good, evil, he got you. Because now you're cooperating with him to be able to display what he wants you to display rather than what God has to say. That's what he do. That's why he put together a whole world system that's designed from the time that we little kids to be able to train us the opposite of everything that God wants us to do, to live out like we do. And then we look back at it and smile like we're doing what we're supposed to do. And we find out it's the opposite of everything that God is saying to me and you. But everybody say, thank God for the word. Because if we don't operate according to this word, we'll continue to call evil good and good evil. And the Bible says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That's a prolonged form of O. It's distress. It's affliction. It's trouble. All kind of stupid stuff come up in the middle of our lives. But the reason why is because we let it in our lives. Because woe comes in the dough because we don't say what God say. Woe comes in the dough because we open the door by doing the opposite of what God say. And then we look up later and say, God, why all this happening to me? God said, because you let it in. Because you're saying the opposite of me. Because life and death exist in the power of your tongue. And they that eat it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's why we got to get our lives in order by making sure that we get our thinking in order to be able to match our thinking with what God said. God said, my thoughts are as high above yours as the heaven is for the earth. But they have come together in this thing called the word of God. Because if we learn this word of God, we can now think like God wants us to think and thereby conduct ourselves like he wants us to do. And then woe don't have to happen to me and you. We can woe to woe, make sure it don't come through our dough. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Last time we got together, praise God, we found out Jesus was praying this for you. That he was doing it over in John chapter 17. He prayed. That, that, that we would live this thing out like he wants us to do. In fact, he said in his prayer, he said that I pray not that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them in this world. 
So God's not trying to take you out of the world, but God want to give you something so powerful that you can be in the middle of the world, but the world don't affect you. You can be in the middle of the world, but you overcome the world and do this thing like he wants you to do. And we find out what he gives to you. Praise God. He gives you truth. Because when you get filled with truth, then a lie is no longer on what you're going to rely. Because when you get filled with truth, a lie is not what you're going to rely. Because we're operating according to a lie when we're calling evil good. That ain't good. That's evil. But yet we're calling it evil because we've been lied to and we accepted the lie. And we bought it and we've been living it out from that point forward. Come on up in here. But yet God said, I want to cleanse you of that by bringing you the truth because the truth will be, you'll be sanctified by that truth. You'll be cleansed. You'll be made holy. Praise God. And then you'll live this thing out like God wants you to do. That's why when we left off last time, we found out that the father rejoiced when he found out that the truth is on the inside of you, even as you walk according to the truth. Because he said, my wishes was now going to come true because I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. But it only occurred when you do what I want you to do. But now that that truth is on the inside of you, the Bible tells us God rejoices. In fact, he rejoices greatly, praise God. Why? Because now you're going to order your life according to the truth rather than a lie that Satan shared with you. It's called the word of God. Turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 7. Oh, this is going to be good for you today if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say. Second Samuel. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to look at verse chapter seven. Second Samuel chapter seven. I thank God for the word personally. Praise God. Because every one of us have been duped, fooled, tricked into thinking that something is so when actually it's no. But thank God for the word. Because the word didn't straighten that out for me and you so we can find out what we're supposed to think and what we're supposed to do and let this thing out like God want me and you. Second Samuel chapter seven. See, God designed us to live our lives according to the truth. I don't know if you know that. Let me share with you that. God designed us to be able to live our lives according to the truth. In fact, it's been that way from the beginning. It's that way now and it's that way and it's going to be that way always. That's the way it's supposed to be. Is that we live our life according to the truth. That's why God said, I rejoice greatly when they came and testified of the truth that is in thee. Even as I walk according to the truth. Why? Because you finally in the element that I designed you to live your life in. See, fish were designed to swim in water. When you take them out of water, they just don't do like they're supposed to do. It's just a little while before they're going to die because they're they, they not in the element that they're supposed to be in. You take a, a bird, praise God. He was designed to be able to walk on the earth, fly on this earth, and be able to fly in the air. Why? Because he was designed to be up there. And he's in his element when he's up there. He's soaring. He's flying. He's doing what he's do because he's where he was designed to be doing what he's designed to do. Well, how about me and you? We were designed to live our life in truth. Because when we lived our life in truth, we become the most powerful people walking on the face of the earth today. We be, I said we become the most powerful people walking on the face of the a, first face of the earth when we live in truth. That's why Satan wants to surround you with lies. Because it weakens you and causes you to not be the person that you're supposed to be and live like God intended for thee. Is anybody hearing me up here? The very first man, Adam, he originally lived his life according to the truth that he received and learned from God. Because he only relied on God from what he should do, how he should conduct himself. That's why he was such a powerful man, such an awesome man, walking in levels that we ain't even seen before. But then that's because he only operated according to truth. That's what he lived his life according to. But somewhere along the line, he decided to choose to live his life according to something other than truth. That's when he sinned. 
And when he sinned, according to the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death thereby. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Sin and death entered into the world the moment he operated according to something other than the truth. Can I talk to you now? Anytime you operate according to anything other than the truth, sin and death opens up and comes into the middle of your life. And it's going to manifest itself in some form of fa- a fashion in your life. Poverty is a manifestation of death. Sickness is a manifestation of death. That worry, that concern, that got your whole life going topsy-turn, that's all a manifestation of death. And God never planned you to live like that. You're supposed to be living large, living in charge. Because when he created that man, he created him to have dominion and authority. Whereas he would be the one in control. But unfortunately, our lives are out of control because we're not living according to truth. That's why this word is so awesome for us to be able to learn about truth. Second Samuel chapter seven. Let's look at verse 28. It says, and now, O Lord God, thou art, thou art that God. He is too. The Lord, he is that God. What God? The real God. The only true God. The only wise God. There is no God beside our God. Ain't no little G's to run with our big G. Praise God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? He's God all by himself. He says he was there at the beginning, he was there at the end, and he said, I ain't seen one yet. God hasn't seen another God yet, and I can, I can testify, I ain't seen one yet. I've seen idols, but I haven't seen a God. I've seen American idols, but I've never seen a God. I only know there's one Lord, one faith, one God. That's all there is, praise God. And we need to know who that God is. But look what else you say. He says, and now, O Lord God, thou art that God. And thy words be true. And thou hast promised his goodness unto thy servant. Notice what he said. And thy words be true. Listen to the abonics that the Lord is speaking. He said, thy word be true. See, God's word be true, y'all. God's word be true. That's continual present tense ghetto. Are you listening to me up in here? God's word be true. God's word true all the time. There ain't never a time that God's word ain't true. I don't care what your mama said. God's word is true. I don't care what your daddy said if you know him. God's word is true. I don't care what your cousin said. I don't care what Pookie, Raul, or Nene said. God's word is true. Is anybody hear me? It be true all the time. What you doing? I'm doing the truth. Why are you doing that? Because it be true all the time. God be, y'all going to get to heaven and find out. God got some rhythm to it. Praise God. Because God be speaking in Ebonics. Praise God. God's word be true all the time. And so our job is to be true like God's word be true. And everything going to work out good for me and you. Are you listening to me up in here? That's our job is to work according to what God's word. Because God's word be true. It ain't is true. It be true. That word true right there means stability. That word true right there means stability. I like that. Because when we know what God's words say about a matter, we gain stability in that area. When we know what God says is true, then we can have stability in what we should and should not do. I said stability in what we should and should not do. I said stability in what we should and should not do. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you learn a little bit more about what God wants all of us to do and be. That is, be imitators of God who made and saved you and me. I hope even more that you're learning about the things that we can do to be imitators of God like he wants all of us to do. So come on, y'all, and let's do what God wants all of us to do and imitate him like he's given us the privilege to do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at Eric 210. 
Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 645. Saturday afternoons at 4.30 and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do. I guarantee you. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. AGW be hanging. Child care is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation services available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. But without being young and saved is boring, must not know G-Dub. And to all of you ladies in San Antonio and surrounding areas, we invite all of you to come out to our Blessed Women of God biannual Women's Wisdom Conference next week. Opening night will be Thursday evening. November 9th at 6.45. Ladies, it's going to be all the way live. There'll be three sessions on Friday, November 10th at 10 a.m. in the morning, at 12 noon, and at 6.45 in the evening. And there'll be three sessions on Saturday, November 11th, beginning at 9.30 a.m. with the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship and all-you-can-eat breakfast prepared by the Brothers of Word of Faith just for you ladies. There'll be another session at 12.30 in the afternoon and a closing session at 6.45 in the evening. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. Child care and VIP transportation service is provided at all the sessions at no charge. So ladies, make plans to come on through and bring some other sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.